And it's another episode of that One Shot Deal podcast. I'm currently Miss Latina. I know this is a really challenging time. I do want to say there's two sides of it. Music don't lie. If it hits your heart and you start moving, why find it gets a good time? It has an impact in my life. The more you open up, the more you inspire people. Let's say you get trapped in a desert island, right? Which three albums are you taking with you? Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's your boy DJ47 alongside the K, the U, the R, the T. It's Kurt. It's Kurt. (laughs) And it's another episode of the One Shot Deal podcast where we got something to talk about today. It's another shocking episode of WWE. Well, it's not shocking anymore, but it's still shocking on the name list. But then if you look at the name list, is it really shocking? We got Kurt is going to knock it out and, you know... Give his aggression and feelings about it. And then I'm going to give you my, you know, uh, maybe this was the reason for that. You know, we'll see what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the building. Kurt, what's going on, my dude? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here, man. Um, it's been a couple weeks, but I'm glad we're back at it. And I can't definitely have a lot to get off my chest today. Yeah, so I'm sure you did. I was like, man, I think we need to knock this out. I think he frustrated. He pissed off, man. So let's start it off, man. Why are you so mad, man? Tell him where you mad, Sean. Tell him where you mad, Sean. Well, I'm not going to say that I'm mad per se. I would just say dumbfounded is the best word I could use to describe it because many of these people they released, it's just surprising that for whatever reason they just felt they need to let them go when these dudes and women had a lot of upside, had a lot of potential, could have been very valuable for years to come. But for whatever reason, they just decided to release them. And I feel like it's a big indictment on their creative process. And also more than anything else, it's just another example of just how much they suck at making stars these days. Well, um, when you say creative process, don't you think that freeze up their creative process by letting so many people go that now their mind is not so uh, um, cluttered with people that now they can think and focus on who they believe are really stars upcoming and current stars um no i don't because they've been guilty of these bad decisions and all of these bad um booking decisions they've made for years and it doesn't matter how big their roster is how small their roster is Bad ideas are bad ideas, and I just don't have the faith in them that they, they're going to bounce back. have the epiphany they need to have in order to turn things around. When you say for years and years, how far back would you go for years that they, they started screwing up in your eyes? I wasn't watching anymore by this point, but I would say around 2008 when they started the PG format. That's like from like watching stuff going back at it, that's when I noticed like they started to change and not for the better. And just gradually it got worse and worse. Well, the reason why I asked what years, because um, I remember watching, um, I was watching the documentary of Ruthless Aggression. And one thing Vince McMahon said back then, it wasn't in the documentary. I mean, it was in the documentary, but he said it live in 2002. Um, Sometimes you have to take steps back to move forward. And he knew when he did this concept of splitting the brands and and bringing out new people because he didn't have the rock, he didn't have Stone Stone Cold anymore. He had to build new stars like the John Cena's, who was the upcoming, Randy Orton when he was upcoming, Batista when he's upcoming, Brock Lesnar when he's upcoming. He knew 
in the beginning, it was going to turn people off because their favorite stars wasn't there. It was going to fall. He knew he had to take a step back. He knew he was going to lose for the next one or two years, whatever so. But he knew in the future how big it was going to be. And and reality is, did WWE get bigger after that? In some ways, yes. Money-wise, financially, yeah, they're as successful as they've ever been. They make money hand over fist. And it was just announced yesterday they made their made like record third quarter earnings. They made like $236 million for the third quarter. So why you think in their mind, if they're making so much money, why would they release and continue releasing numerous talent? And I'm not talking about maybe three or four. Like today or yesterday, between the two days, it was about 18. And even before that, it was a lot more. And not just including talent, but, you know, backstage workers and all that. So if they're making so much money right now, record-breaking, why do you think they are releasing so many talent? Well, according to what the story they're giving out, it's budget cuts. But if I had to take a guess, I would say they just don't know what to do with them. It just, for whatever reason, Vince just doesn't know what, um, doesn't see any potential or like any upside or star power and whoever these people are. And he either just ruins them when they come to the main roster from NXT or he just releases them. And I would say probably the biggest shock of all, considering that Vince was like hands on with his project, was Keith Lee. Yeah, I um, yeah. I mean, we, I'm gonna run down the list in a few, but um, I would just state the fact that I think um, Keith Lee was the the um, the most shocking because it seemed like um, whether good or bad, creative, he was all for whatever you want to change his name to Bear Croft, whatever it is. Bearcat. Bearcat. Bear and 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 some reason he was. You want to turn him heel? He was like, okay, let's go. If it, it seemed like whatever, whatever, boss. And it seemed like he was going with the flow, even when no one else didn't agree with it. So it's a shocker. And one, maybe they felt like I, I don't know. Maybe they felt like they didn't have. Like he had what to take or he kept getting sick or what. I don't know what the situation is, but we'll run down the list in a few minutes. But I think that was the one that was shocking the most where it's like, I mean, I mean, he's very talented for the size that he is. Maybe age-wise has something to do with it. But um, that was a shocker in my point of view and all. Yeah, many of them were shockers. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Nia Jax. Yeah, the Nia Jax one I did not see coming. Well, Fuck. well, here, okay, I mean, let's see, I was going to get to something, but if anything, we can get started with the list and all. Um, but yeah, to, but, but one thing, just to answer your question earlier about, like, why I think these releases are happening, yeah. it, it, it's just one of those things, among other things that they do any, these days, that just does not make any sense, like doing title swap segments and not yeah. switching titles when it would make sense to switch titles and just releasing random people who were like literally in storylines a few days ago or who just got called up to the main roster a month ago, like in B-Fab's case. And it's just like certain moves they make. I'm just like starting to feel like maybe it's coming to the point now where Vince does these things on purpose just to fuck with the fans. Yeah, um, power also. Um, and showing the fans who has the power, that's one thing. Um, another thing to me is... I, I think in the back of his mind, he's glad there's an AEW out there because I think, and I always said this even from back in the days when WCW and ECW went out of business, that, you know, he didn't have to sign these talents. 
You know, he got he bought the company, he got the library. He didn't need to sign all these WCW and ECW talent. I mean, other than Booker T, Rob Van Dam, and maybe DDP, like no one else he really needed. Uh, later on was the Hogan's and the Nashes and all such and such. And he signed a bunch of talent that to me was worthless, you know, in my eyes. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I didn't see any worth talent on. And so, so I felt like he had so much pressure because he was the only game in town at that moment in time that, you know, all these talented wrestlers was going to go out of work. Remember, at the end of the day, you can call them talent, whatever, but it's still considered their job and they get a paycheck. If they're not working, they're not making money. So I felt like he, he felt it upon himself to give these people a check and all that. And then he kept growing and growing to the point that, okay, what he has? He has Monday Night Raw. He has SmackDown. He has to worry about the pay-per-views. He has 205 Live. I can't believe Main Event is still a thing. He has NXT. He has NXT UK. He has all these different brands to fill all these wrestlers, and I think it's overwhelming. I think he's releasing so many talent recently. Like, this is this is this this has been going on for, what, um, uh, about two years now, from 2020 to 2021, that you're hearing all these releases and even name, well-known names, not big names, but well-known names that you and I both know. And when we all know there's, a, there's another company building around the corner that's neck-to-neck -neck with them called AEW. You know, I think he's he's happy for that, and and, and even in most cases, like the amount of talent that he released, that even if AEW doesn't pick up, a brand new brand of wrestling can capitalize and, and grab this a bunch of talent and start their own company. Impact should capitalize on this. You know, not there, there's a place for multiple talented artists, of, excuse me, on wrestlers that can go make an earning and a living. With these different companies now, these Impact should look at that as a as a way to step their game up, you know. Um, and I think, my opinion, don't know the man, don't know, never been in a company and like that. That in the business sense, he's probably overwhelmed and he's probably even happy. He won't tell you that as a money, power, respect type of guy or all this power, he's never going to tell you that, oh, he loves the competition of somebody else. He loves to say that he loves the competition within himself. But outside of it, I think he's, you know, okay, go ahead, take these, take these talents off my hands. And it could also be a, a chess, a chess game. Like let me, let me clutter your company with all this talent, and then you'll see the pressure you're gonna have to go to, and maybe you, you can't deal with the pressure like I can, and you fold. Who knows? But I think it's just he has too much talent. And I, and I said this in the, in the last one that we did. I think NXT needs to shut down, or not shut down, just not be on television. And build these stars because it's it's hard. Like a lot of this talent can't become great. One because you could say that they won't let them, but at the same time, as they're throwing you on TV so fast and you not be able to learn your craft, you you some people take longer than others. And if you can't learn your craft at the at the time frame they want you, then you suck and you get eliminated. When it's like, please remember, Stone Cold took a while to the to, to become Stone Cold. And that's going from territories to WCW to getting fired in WCW to going to ECW and cutting promos to coming to WWF at the time, calling himself, well, not him, but Vince did, the ringmaster. And for Vince to say, I had nothing to do with you, even though he had talent in the ring. And then when he finally be able to become Stone Cold, and it changed. Like, this is what, a 15-year period of seeing him on TV for him to become something. 
And nowadays, what everything is now, 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 now. These talented wrestlers who I look at that, oh man, I don't see nothing in them. But maybe they are great, but you're not giving them time to grow. So maybe releasing them and letting them go outside somewhere else to build that craft and build that name where they can come back and be something. That's just my opinion in a business sense. Yeah, back to that point about like, you know, them needing to learn their craft. That's what a lot of people were saying about Nia Jax for years is that she got called up to the main roster too soon. And that might have been a reason why she was having like the injury incidents and or getting accused of hurting people and being unsafe. But um, yeah, the, I don't know if did you see her statement that she made? No. That she put out? No, I haven't. She put out a statement basically saying that she asked for some time off for like a mental health break because she'd been dealing with a lot and working through all dealing with those issues and she just asked for a little break. And then she got her no, a notice saying that she was supposed to return on the 15th of November, but she asked for like a little more time because she felt like she needed more time to you know get her head straight. And then she didn't get a response about the request for more time off. And then all of a sudden she finds out that she was released. I mean, I hope everyone gets the help that they need. But I do believe a lot of people's using that lately as an excuse, help, healthy, you know, to for the scapegoat. I, I honestly believe they probably wanted to let her go years ago. It's just that, you know, who she's related to. You know, they, they didn't want to piss off the rock type of thing. But... I like Nia Jax. I was always a fan of her, but a lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought she sucked in the ring. She she had no talent at all. She was injuring she was injuring a lot of wrestlers and she didn't deserve to be there. And the only reason why she's there because of the rock. That's what a lot of people say. That's not what I'm saying, because I was a fan of her, but a lot of people are saying that. So and in that perspective didn't she deserve to get fired because she wasn't good enough? She wasn't talented enough? And she's been there for years. I mean, it's not really for me to say, per se, because, like, I've always maintained about the whole Nia Jax thing with her, like, injuring people and all that. It's not for me to get mad at her about or, like, anybody online to get mad at her about. It's for the people that she's working with to get mad at her about. Like, you know, if Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Bailey think she's unsafe and hate working with her, then, yeah, there's some definitely legitimacy to that. And that's... and their opinion should count more than anybody else. Okay, as far as well, her, her job is to be a wrestler, and and and, and you you put your, your your body on the line with the person you're wrestling to make sure that you come out safe. You're supposed to make it look as real as possible, but still be safe. If she's not doing her job correctly, what happens when you don't do your job correctly in any type of job? Get X'd out. So I mean, by so- I honestly, honestly, I don't know what it was that made them release her. It may have been possibly because of a vaccine thing. That's one thing I've been heard floating around. Like a few of the people got released because they weren't vaccinated, and maybe because they felt maybe it was a combination of that. The people apparently she's injured, and also the fact that she asked for a break, where I guess maybe they decided that she wasn't worth it anymore. That's possible, possibly the way they may have seen it. Well, I can tell you this. Um, if if I know that I'm not the best in the ring and it's been talked about and I know that and people talk about it, I'm going to be showing up every single day and, and, and showing my value in some other, other way than, you know, I need to take time off, I need to do this and that. Giving them 
one excuse at another or, or asking for certain things. And it gets to the point where people now, now they can point and say, well, man, I let, I let you go maybe because of this, because too much time you want to take off or because of such and such a vaccine or whatever the case is. You know, um, I mean, for that point, Sasha Banks could have been on that list. I mean, how many times has she disappeared and she's not vaccinated? So they're, they're, they, 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 they would have proper cause to fire um, Sasha Banks the same reason. But she comes up and when she shows up, she puts out and, and, and she shows her talent and she shows that she deserves to be there. I was going to say saying she put out didn't really sound right. Yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to keep going with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, don't, don't cancel me. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Nah, so, but yeah, I did, I did hear that about Sasha, that she didn't get vaccinated. That's why she was taking off SummerSlam. Well, okay, how about this? Uh, like, I... When Which I, when, I don't agree with, but whatever. It's not my call. When 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 I first saw it this morning and I, and I sent it to you on the DM... Like, I was like, wow, that was shocked because I saw a bunch of names that I know that I've heard of opposed to previous ones where there'll be like one or two of them that I've heard of and the rest, I'm like, I don't know who these people are. But this is a list that I know quite few of them. And I was shocked when I first saw it. And then when I, when I you know, I just woke up and time to, you know, wipe the cold out my eyes, see you who's this, page me and me. why, you know. But you be texting now instead <laughs> of paging. Or DMing me why. I started looking at the list, and then I'm like, eh, well, okay, yeah, I can see, blah, blah, blah. So once you run down the list, and and I want to hear your opinion if they should have, should not release this person, and then I'll give you my opinion if they should have or should have kept them. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you don't have the list in front of you? Not gotta, right now. I could get it, though. Yeah, I, I got it right here. On the, I look at the, the DM I sent you. So... First off, we got Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Definitely, definitely not. No way. Should not have been released. I, I, I definitely agree on that one. Um, I thought if you just let him do his thing, he would have showed and proved. Um, and even if, and even the fact that they weren't even letting him do his thing, he was yeah. still willing to let do it their way and be accepting yeah, to it. Yeah, that's that's exactly a hundred. Ten percent correct. You don't fire. You don't fire somebody like that. You don't fire somebody who's even willing to change their ways in order to make yeah. you happy. And 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 it goes of saying you fired um, Bray Wyatt because he was being too opinionated on his character, and then you got a guy who wasn't being too more opinionated on his character, and you fired both of them. So uh, what's the logic in that? There is no logic. Don't you watch <laughs> Monday Night Raw? Uh, yes, I do. Um, Carrying Cross. No, and I can't wait to get into this because the fuckery they were doing with his character ever since he joined the main roster was inexcusable. They have him freaking lose a random match to Jeff Hardy in two minutes in his debut match, and then they dress him up in a freaking mask and have him dress like freaking Shredder from the Ninja Turtles. Like, I was figuring that at WrestleMania they were going to do, like, a big entrance with him coming out of the Technodrome with, like, Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady, and it was going to be a big <laughs> thing. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were turning his ass into freaking Shredder, and yeah, he was gonna battle freaking Michelangelo and Donatello, and April O'Neil was gonna be at ringside. Yeah, they could have built up upon that shit with the character they were doing with him. 
But yeah, so, that, yeah, not, not. So you said you can't wait to get into it. Are you getting into it now, or are you going to get into it later? Because it seems like you're getting into it now. If you are, okay, go ahead. Okay, let it all, right, let, all right. Let me let me start. My bad. I, I got excited because of the Ninja Turtle stuff. But any any. No, it go, go get into it because we're going to name these because I have my opinion and you w- w- get into it. I, I I mean. All right, I maintain that in NXT. The presentation he had with Scarlet, with the smoke and the fallen prey stuff, it was perfect. I just said it myself the first time I saw that entrance. That shit is tailor-made for the main roster. Like, when this dude gets on the main roster, he's going to be a big freaking deal. Fast forward one year later, and they switch everything up. They put him in a new new outfit. They take away the, the smoke. They take away Scarlet. And, yeah, they pretty much stripped him of everything that he was that made him special at NXT. It would have been the equivalent to if Stone Cold was the Stone Cold Steve Austin character in NXT, and then he moved to the main roster and they turned him into stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> well, my opinion on this is I I say good riddance. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see, I, didn't, I wasn't, I, I guess I didn't see him at NXT. I'd seen one or two, but I didn't really watch NXT. But main roster, not entrance to watch, uh, uh, entrance or not, um, Scarlet or not, I looked at him and I wasn't in- impressed. You know, he, to me, I always said he sounded and looked like a school teacher. If you tell me two years from now he's teaching third grade, I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I didn't see it. Like he didn't have that scary face of the persona that he was portraying. My opinion. You know, um, um, Roman Reigns had the badass face, even though he looks clean. He had the badass look to him. Um, Damian Priest had the badass look to him. You know what I'm saying? Um, these people have a look to kill, and to me, he didn't have that look. I would look at him on TV. He looked plain. He looked like a regular Joe Schmo. You know, um, his his ring. I did. I thought it was okay. His ring work was okay. Um, I think the reason why they put the mask on him because they saw what I saw. Like, damn, he doesn't look intimidating. Maybe if we throw a mask on him, he'll look intimidating or something like that. And if you're telling me that you needed Scarlet to make you look intimidating in the entrance, okay, cool. The entrance could have been great, but then when that bell rings and then you talk and you whatever the case is, you did not look intimidating. Brock Lesnar looked intimidating. Even though he can't talk for worth nothing, he still has the presence of looking into, uh, 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 intimidating. And... To me, he was a plain Joe to me. He was just an average person that, you know what, I can find someone else to play that part and do it better. That's okay, that's your, okay, I respect your opinion. Yeah, I, I don't see it 100% that way, but I, I understand where you're coming from. And, and I mean, and I'll leave it at that. And the, mo- the main reason why I even say that is because there's so much talent in there. It wasn't like their lack of talent. And it's like, okay, we'll make this work. There's so many other people that... Like I said, you could put put that in that in that part, that part, and then they can do it ten times better. No one could have played the Undertaker better than him. No one could play Bray Wyatt better than Bray Wyatt. You know, uh, um, I think you can replace him with someone with the same character, and they can do it better, and they can look more of the part. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big uh, 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 um, g- guy on putting makeup on men and shit, but maybe he should have had the black eyeliner or something like something to make him look more scarier than what his character was was presenting. That's all I'm saying. If he had a different character, it probably would have been a different conversation. But he just pres- don't just do me a favor. Just go back and watch some of his NXT stuff, and then we can talk about this a little differently. All right, send me, send me things. And mind you, I'm not talking, send me stuff that's not 
entrance-wise. I'm talking about him in the ring and his facial reactions. That's what I want to see because that's what I saw. I didn't care about the entrance and all. I was watching him in the ring, and I wasn't impressed with him in the ring, his facial expressions, and even when he was the, the little promos he was doing, it sounded like a school teacher, my opinion. But if you have something that, that can change my mind, send it over, and, I, and I'll review it, and I'll come over here like, yo, man, my bad, yo, I mean, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking and shit like that, you know? <laughs> but I, and I will admit myself, like he wasn't my favorite as far as in ring work went. But I just figured with everything else he had going for him, with the whole presentation that he had enough, where he was um, somebody worth keeping on the roster and putting in a prominent spot. Because I mean, let's face it, there's been a lot of people in the past like who weren't really the best wrestlers per se, but they had an aura to them and they had a presence to them and they had something about them that was valuable and that, you, that drew you to them. That's and what I, I feel like he was. But that's what I'm guys. saying. I didn't get that with him. I completely agree. There's plenty of look at Hulk Hogan. He wasn't the best wrestler in the world, but he had the presentation with him. That's what I'm trying to get at. I did not see. I didn't see the aura in him. I didn't see the it factor in him. I saw him as a plain Joe. That's what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, moving on, um, B-Fab. No, they just literally called her and the hit roll crew up to the main roster a month ago. And that top dollar dude was actually getting at people on Twitter for them criticizing WWE for what they do with NXT talent. And he was talking shit to them, saying that they don't know what they're talking about. It's these talents who make it from NXT to the main roster who can't cut it, it's their fault. And now look what they did to the girl and his crew. Are you done yet? It's my turn, or you still want to go? Huh? But I, I haven't right. seen her in the ring. I've just seen her more as like a valet and like an on-screen character, and I thought she was good at that. But apparently I did hear in the ring, in ring-wise, she wasn't great, or at least not yet. But yeah, but just in general, it's just weird that you would call somebody up to the main roster just to release them a month later. Unless there were some kind of behavior problems or something along those lines, this one also doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Um, calling you up and then... You, you get on TV one night and, you know, you didn't wrestle. You were just there and then all of a sudden you released. But my opinion is her firing, uh, you should have fired the whole hit squad. Hit row, whatever you want to call them. I don't like really? not one of them. I think they're insulting to hip-hop. I think they're insulting to wrestling. You should get rid of all of them. And then when I saw them the first time Holy in the shit. ring, and SmackDown, I was like, damn, this is garbage. They were rapping all off beat. I don't know what the hell they were saying. And then when they got in the ring, they were doing all types of whatever stuff in the ring and all. And then with their whole throwing up the sign gang sign, I'm like, get the hell out of here. Fire <laughs> one by one. Fire her this week. Fire what? I don't even know their, their names at all. Fire the next guy next week. Fire them one by one. That's honestly, Ouch. I'm sorry. Ouch. I'm sorry. That that's an insult. And I always said that. And I and I tell it to my coach. No, I don't want to play that role. And if I do it, I'm gonna do it to a point where you're not gonna I'm not gonna insult the hip hop. Even if if you wanted me to play a Haitian, I'm not gonna be the voodoo guy in wrestling. I'm not gonna insult my coach. There's a way of doing it that you can represent your, who you are and what you represent and have that following. Imagine me going in and playing a Haitian a voodoo guy. You think you think Haiti's going to be behind that? They're going to find that insulting. Yeah, just like the dudes in Bad Boys too. You know, but if I go out there and I come out and I do my thing and maybe here and there I'm be like, you know, I say a Creole word like Sapase to everybody out here. It's the small little things in here that like, oh man, he repping Haiti. Maybe my outfit might have the Haitian flag patched like how Damien Priest got the Puerto Rican flag. That's representing without insulting. 
to me, they're insulting hip hop to to the fullest. It's, it's, it's like let me tell you something: the Usos, that's hip hop. Um, uh, uh, Roman Reigns, that's hip hop. Where they don't come out, they don't, they're not acting to be rappers, but you can see that hip hop swag in them. You know? Yeah, I feel you. You know, that's what I'm getting at. Like and, I like hit roll and hit rolls like kind of reminds you off of like something off of World Star Hip Hop kind of. Yeah, corny. And then even when I saw their their, their little their vignettes and all, and then the guy was like scratching on the turntable. It was a Fisher Price controller. Like, dude, you work for a huge billionaire company and like that. The studio was half-assed. You could have had one of my freaking uh, 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 um, pioneer. You why not get a pioneer turntable and pr- oh, pretend shit. to scratch on? I mean, come on. It, it, it this all looked phony, you know, like that, yeah. That's just my yeah, opinion. Have you seen the acclaimed in AEW? Have you watched the dudes in AEW called the acclaimed? Uh, if they're rappers, you're talking about. I I seen a piece. I think he had said something that was um um. Tony yeah, Conner. he said. Yeah, he said something along the lines. I'm saying I'm gonna treat you bitches just like Duke Lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know if you get that line. I don't know if you understand that line. Um, unfortunately, I didn't. But Jim Cornette cleared it up because he he brought it up on the, they were talking and they were, and it broke down the pieces of it and like that. Yeah, Duke Lacrosse, the Duke Lacrosse team got accused of rape a couple years yeah. ago. They did a thirty for thirty about it. Yeah. But that was a hard line though. I mean, I'm not, I can see why he got in trouble for it. But yo, they kicked some fire shit though. Those dudes are pretty nice. Or that dude's pretty well, nice. I should well, say. okay, I'm not gonna judge them because I didn't see it. Like for instance. When John Cena first came with the rap character, corny. And then when he started breaking it down line for line, those punch lines, that was it. That was oh, hard. Oh yes, Yo, but, but when he was Cena with, in two thousand three was fired. Yeah, but when he was with um, Bull Beer Cannon with the, when he had the long jeans, I remember the it was corny. But when I think someone either wrote for him, switch it up, or they said, "Yo, cut, cut it clean." And when he did those punchlines, that's when it was like, okay, I respect it. You know? Yeah, he was nice. But that's just my opinion. I'm a big fan of wrestling. I'm a big fan of, of hip hop. Hip hop. If you insult both of them and put them together, I'm gonna I'm gonna be angry. They, they like my my, my you think my coach wants of, wants ahead, me to ahead, be ahead, a, my coach wants me to be the DJ. And I'm like, ah, I really don't want to do it. I could figure a way to do it if I had to. But I really don't want to play that character. I want to be a badass heel. I want to kick ass. Let me ask you a question. Though. Would you say like a ca- uh, act like Man on a Mission was like insulting the hip hop back in the day? Yeah. I didn't even know what the hell that was. What, what, what hip hop you knew were purple and gold and stuff like that. Like what, what was that? I, I was insulting. The, <laughs> like, like, let me, here's another. I was even insulted with R-Truth. I like this R-Truth, the guy who plays dumb. He's funny. I dig that character and all like that. But the whole thing, it, it felt like slavery days when they shuck it and jive. And I'm just sorry. That's what I see. You know, and 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 you make those characters for people like me to want to watch the show. But it doesn't make me want to watch it. It makes me feel like, oh, look, look how racist. I told you WWE was racist. I told you this. And that's what it makes. That's what makes people see it. Because right or wrong, they had... Black folks back in the days always dancing. Slick Rick dancing. Coco Beware dancing. Dancing. You know, um, Kamala didn't speak. You know, um, did you see before we continue on? Did you see the Big E interview on Breakfast Club? Oh, of course I did. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I mean, he came out very well spoken, and I'm not saying that for a black person. I'm just saying representing 
um, WWE. He 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 said things that he didn't like, but without putting the, the company down. But what most important, he even said the same thing. He didn't want to come out looking like rappers, black rappers and all. You know, so that's why they went the opposite way, but with the unicorns and all like that. So yeah, they were just more being themselves. Like when they turned New Day into bad guys, when they were like insulting the audience, that's when it started to click and catch on. And then when eventually when they became good guys again, they were freaking ranking in cash with merchandise to yeah. rap. Well, they, they did kind of do, instead of rappers, they made her preachers, like black preachers. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah, in the beginning they did. Yeah, yeah, in the beginning it was kind of like a bad Tyler Perry movie, but they switched it up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel where you're coming from, where you, you see where like the hit rule thing is kind of insulting the hip-hop and like insinuates a bad stereotype. I get it. I, I have a promo written for them. I have, I'm ready to go. Send me to them. I'm ready to uh, eat them up. Kind of reminds me of what BET is today. Shell of itself. Or like a, which I don't even movie? watch. I don't watch BET or MTV. Only thing I watch on MTV. And oh, you you know what? Go. I'm sorry. My bad. Go ahead. Just real quick. My guilty pleasure um, pleasure on B um, MTV is is Jersey Shore. I don't care. I love that show to death, and that's the only reality show and the only show I watch on MTV. But go ahead. No, no, no judgment. I watch MTV Classic, which is the channel that still plays music videos. I still fucks with that. But I saw this comparison of like of WWE to MTV about how they were both really popular in the 80s and 90s and then towards like the end of the 2000s they started making business moves that ultimately ended up alienating their their core audience and now they're just pretty much corporate sellouts who are shells shells of what they used to be and like living off their past their past accomplishments corporate and art don't mix and regardless what you say and i said this um at school wrestling is an art because you're every week they're taking a blank canvas and they're trying to create. They're trying to create something. Nobody knows what's right and wrong. They're just doing, they're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's what wrestling, that's what music, that's, besides sports where they have rules of, you know, first down, second down, third down, fourth down, he's going to go for it. They have their set rules and all. But when you got something like wrestling who is, not USC where it's not created is a storytelling. You have to you have to be creative and write a script to it. It becomes creative. Now I'm trying to see would this work, you know? And every week they tried and and I, and and I I today is a rainy day. I was supposed to say that in the intro, but it's a rainy Miami day. I don't know what it is over there in Atlanta. And it's ju- this is the su- oh the weather the the weather's been sucking out here too. It's been raining a lot also, and it's also like forty degrees. And we are in December no November fifth, twenty twenty one, coming from DJ four seven. Three to four years, maybe even five, maybe even less. WWE is going to make a strong comeback. Watch this by eliminating a lot of wrestlers. It's going to free up creative to focus on certain talent and they're going to come out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm not trying to say they're going to blow AEW at the water and it's going to be this whole war thing again. We don't need AEW to go out of business. You know, we need to be able to find WWE, AEW, Impact. We need to find our flavor and, and enjoy wrestling. But I think they're going to they're going to suck for a couple of more years until they 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 get the people they want to, let, let's, 
at the end of the day, they love Roman Reigns, but they're looking for the next Roman Reigns. They're looking for the next John Cena. They're looking for the next Stone Cold, whatever the case is, because Roman Reigns is not going to be there forever. So they're 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 building new stars, and sometimes look look at NXT perfect example. A lot of people don't like it anymore because they don't know who the hell's on NXT. It's a bunch of new names. That's why I said they should take it off the air. Let them build. They're going to build these characters, and it's going to take a couple of years before you can relate and be a fan of theirs and, and, and embrace it. So I give it, I'll say three years. November 5th, 2021, I'm saying in three years, WWE is going to have a, a waking call, and it's going to it's gonna do a lot better. They're, they're, getting, they're, getting, uh, they're getting rid of the dead weight, and they're going to continue doing that, and they're going to keep bringing in new stars. And then I told you in the DM, they eliminated people in May. They let, they're eliminating people October, November, and they're probably going to do it in February. You know why they're doing that? Because that's when they're hiring new people, and, they, and they're doing um, tryouts. Those are, I noticed that May and um, October are tryouts. So probably in March, you're probably going to hear a bunch of more other people getting, getting let go. Yeah, it's a possibility, and um, I hope you're right that they do make that comeback in three years' time. But more than anything else, they just need to be better with the creative process. They just the creative- need to get, they just need to get rid of two hundred five main um, fan. I mean, they can have it, like, but I mean, not really. Well, they're not really broadcasting and all, but just they, it's too much for them to to work. Remember, if it, if it was real. It, like football or baseball or USC, then it would go a lot smoother. But now you have to be creative for this show. This, even though this is not the main show, you still have to say this person takes on this one, this one wins, and such and such, blah, blah, blah. You still have to tell that story on each of the shows. If you eliminate all of that and focus on your main show, then your mind gets cleared up. And I'm not speaking for someone who, when I have so much things going on, I'm just trying to figure things out. Maybe I'll edit this video, but it's not going to be as great as the one I did four, four, four um, edits ago. Because I'm now, I got so much going on, I'm trying to finish this, da 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 a simple template, blah, 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 call it a day and keep it going. You know, free up your space and focus on your main thing. Why is Roman Reigns so good right now? Because they're focusing their attention on him. You know? Um, but moving on, Harry Smith. To be honest, I barely even knew he was back in the company. I think he had like one dark match a few months ago and never saw him on TV, period, pretty much since they re-signed him. So that, mean, that's Davy Boy Davy Boy's son? Yeah, that's British Bulldog's son. That's that, that's what I thought. I'm like, he's back? What did he do? Yeah, I mean I didn't see enough of him to really make a make a judgment. So that one I gotta leave alone. Um I probably saying her name incorrect. Uh, Mia, Maya, Yim? Mia Yim, no, she didn't deserve to get fired. I feel like she could have been a good addition to either roster. And just putting her in that retribution bullshit last year did her no yeah, favors. Yeah, that, that, that's Keith Lee's um, um, fiancé. Yeah. I think I think that's the curse. I think now they're like, you know what? If I'm going to eliminate you, I'll eliminate your, your, your spouse at the same time and all. Yeah, wax sauce. But yeah, she could have. I'm not saying she was going to be the face of the women's division or anything like that, but she would have been a fine, like, mid card addition of the women's roster. There was no reason to get rid of her when the rosters are already kind of sketchy as it is. 
Well, not the women's roster. I think they have a good roster in the women. Um, to the point that Rhea, look, look where Rhea Ripley is and like that. Like they can't even put her in a good spot right now because there's so much talent going oh, on. Oh, yeah. We'll get we'll, we'll get into the Rhea Ripley stuff later because it was somebody she feuded with earlier this year that didn't really elevate her the way you thought it would. Oh, and before we continue... We haven't talked about that yet. We haven't talked about the Charlotte stuff yet. But, but the Rhea Ripley, uh, remember when she lost her, uh, her, her outfit in the... Um, the airports, you know, airport. Yeah, I heard that um, Damian Priest let her borrow um, one of his outfits. Well, I got the inside scoop, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's another exclusive only from DJ47. Truth of the matter is, she didn't lose it at the airport. She left it in on the top of the hood of her car and drove off, and it fell off on the trunk. And Ooh. Yeah. That's what really happened. And she saw people wearing her outfit and all. So she's oopsie daisy, clumsy. And they Damn. and WWE is pissed off because the belt was on top of there too. The women the tag team title, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. So that she trying to sell it like she lost the the the, the airport lost lost her luggage. That's not cool. Exclusive. Um. Anyway, um. I, I, I liked her. Me, Mia Yang, Yim. What? Was couldn't like her that much. I can't even. I don't even know her name. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. I thought I did, and then when she was on rep, uh, um, rep, I've got to cut that out. I don't know. Until she was with the group, and she had her first match. And she was horrible. If you don't remember that, go back and watch it. She was horrible, miscommunication and everything. I was like, I'm talking about like you know, being in love with a girl in high school, and then she does some corny thing like fort, like like took a dump, like shitted on herself in class, and then you got just got turned off, and you're not even attracted to her anymore. That's what it was oh, for shit. me with her. It was like I was. I thought she was gonna be big. I once she got out of that dead stable and let her do her thing. She had the look, unlike uh, um Cross. To me, she has the look, the it factor. But when she got in the ring, I'm talking about go back and watch it. It was off cue and everything, and I'm like, oh, mm. and she never wrestled again. It was so bad that it. it this is a mistake you make. On NXT, that's not being live. This is what you do on house shows to practice it and make your mistakes. It's when Dave Chappelle goes to those little local comedy clubs to test out new jokes before he does a recording on Netflix uh, um, for the world to see. That was on yeah, Monday sure. Night Raw. I'm like, damn, yo, this girl's like, oh. So for me, it was like, eh, whatever. I knew what I thought it was originally. I thought it was the girl, the um, the Japanese girl that they just moved up to SmackDown. Zaylee, Zaylee. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was her at first, and then when I looked at the name, I'm like, oh, that's this probably uh, um, Keith Lee's fiance. I'm gonna figure it out when we talk today. I was like, then I would be like, damn, they just moved this girl up. She hasn't even done anything. Her her vignette seems like she's about to come out and kill people and all, and they re- released her, but then I find it wasn't her. It was this girl and. Again, I'm a fan. I was a fan, but she she made me not a fan of her anymore. She needs to keep work. I think 
she can come back to the company, but she needs to go work on her craft, my opinion. Guess we'll see. I mean, in the, even in the 80s, it's kind of happened before where they kind of had people who were working with WWE briefly in the early 80s. And then when they came back in the late 80s, they were superstars. Two exact, three examples being Hogan, Mr. Perfect, and Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I mean, you got NWA, you got Impact, you got, there's a lot of companies out there you can go learn your craft on, um, AAA, so um, if you really want it, you, you know, don't don't give up. I, I, I would tell her out of, so far, everyone we said, even even Cross, I wouldn't tell him to give up. Just find, find the it factor, find something, grow a beard, do something, like. Grow a beard? Yeah. Your face needs to change. You look like a third grade school teacher. My opinion. Who, who is he? Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop? No, he's not. I would rather get Arnold Schwarzenegger than him. I'm telling you, look at his face. He looks so clean. You're not intimidating. You don't scare me, man. Unless you come out as a school teacher, then maybe you got something there. Then we could do something with that. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's keep, keep going with this list. Uh, the next one is um, Eva Marie. Ooh, yeah. And they just brought her back, like, earlier this year, too. Yeah, and your opinion, should they fire her or kept her? I don't know. I feel like maybe she was better off maybe being, like, a valet or more of an on-screen personality, but... Uh, I, I, maybe if she had like other projects outside of WWE she was working on that made her like um, more that had her more committed to those than her time in WWE, I could see why maybe they would have let her go because you know her priorities aren't with them per se. Yeah, um, it's, it's possible that could have been the reason why. I mean, my opinion is, man, she was a looker; she was something to look at. But I mean, she couldn't cut it in the ring herself. And I mean, I don't know why they even brought her back. I mean, I didn't mind seeing her back. As far as just uh, as far as just looks looks wise, but come on, in the ring she was horrible. That's why matches had to be w what it was. A valet, I do agree with you. I, I I did see a post. I think I sent it to you. Imagine having her valet Dolph um, Ziggler and, and Bobby Roode. You know, all these pretty boy, pretty girl looking. You know, they could go off like I look better than you. Or even the new tag team, the um, the two cousins. They they drafted into SmackDown. Uh, oh. Epico and Primo? No, 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 no. I said new tag team. <laughs> uh, uh, he was managed by Zelina at one point. He was mad. Oh, um, Angel Garza and what's his name? Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Like even Angel Garza, that dude who was flirting with Charlie Caruso last year and giving her yeah. roses and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if you put her with them, you know, they're, they're supposed to be like, I'm, I'm too pretty for you guys and all like that. Then it would work. I would agree with you about that, uh, putting her as a valet. But she, she, she had a robot look to her and the way she talked too. So it wasn't really entertaining. And people, she had go home heat. Not, not. She didn't have heat as far as people just hated her because she was a villain. She was a heel. She had go home heat where it was like, go home. We don't want to see you at all. Like I, when I when I went to the Twitter uh, on this morning to look at all you know what they're going to talk about the releases. They were just making fun of her. And one of the things, they put a clip from her on Total Divas, like, this is her most memorable moment where she was on Total Divas and she told, um, they were looking for a new dancer for Fandango. Fandango. Yeah. So that she said, oh, I'm a trained um, dancer, classical dancer, da, da. So they said, okay, let's try you out. And she couldn't dance worth nothing. Like, I mean, it was like not even off beat. She would just slow 
didn't know what to do. He was like, come on, you got to turn here. You got to swing here. Then after they're like, guys, let's try it again. Fandango's like, nah, uh, we ain't doing this shit again. Like, she clearly can't do it and all. And she's just like, like robot. She moves like a robot. She talks like a robot. She looks real good and all, but she's good for posters and all. And I'm not trying to be sexist and like that, but that's all she was really good for. So Yeah, and another criticism I heard of her getting was that she didn't get any better in the ring in the five years she was away. Yeah, she didn't, you know. So these these are kind of points. Well, my points, my opinions on so far to me, out of all the names we said so far, I'm going to keep going. I think Keith Lee is the only one I, I, I think that they should have never released. But so far, in my opinion, you know, we both had different opinions. Everyone else, I, I can see I can see why, you know. Um, maybe, oh, and some of them maybe not releasing, but bringing them down to train and get better. You know, um, they even did that with Big Show at one point back in like 2000. Yeah, so but at the same time, you're talking about 2000 opposed to now where the company's so huge they don't even have time to waste on oh, you can't get it together. We have like a hundred more we just signed, and and and, and Stone Cold said it from years ago, he even known that this is a, a disposable company, what companies use the are. You know, you go to the, to the machine, you put a dollar in, you you press the button, you got your do, uh, Dorito chips, and when that falls, what happens? Another one just, shoot, just comes uh, uh, in the front of the line so the next person can buy. And that's what it is. And now it's like you can't get – and I was even told that, um, too, uh, backstage, that a lot of people that they do sign, it's not like they sign, sign them. They're testing them out. And then in a few months, they're going to see how far – uh, the, 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 their process is if they can't keep up, then boom, they're gonna eliminate them as well. So it's like, yeah. But the one thing I just learned from this whole talent release they've been doing over the last couple months specifically is that there's no such thing as job security in that place. No matter how talented you are, no matter what they say to you one day, it could just all change and be the complete opposite the next day. I, I agree, unless you're Roman Reigns <laughs> or Charlotte Flair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they've proven why they should. And, and I, honestly, I mean, I don't want to jinx her, but I could say Sasha Banks as well, because and also Becky. You could throw Becky in there too. Why would you throw Becky? Well, as far as like people who are like you could say maybe you're untouchable. Like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah definitely fired. definitely. Did you did you hear that um um um. And I still believe that the backstage the backstage heat was more to sell on 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 Twitter and all those um, dirt sheets and all that because Survivor Series is coming up and they both haven't lost their titles. I think maybe and then and then you thought Charlotte Flair was going to take on Sasha Banks until um, this girl turned on Sasha Banks. So it looks like we got a new a new storyline going on. So that means Charlotte Flair has no one to compete with, and Survivor Series is just a couple of weeks. They're not. They haven't even promoted Survivor Series yet, as far as matches. So yeah, which is what another thing they should be shitted on for. Another thing that's what that's garbage about them now, because that's that's one of the top four pay per views, and they're not even treating it like a priority. What the fuck? Yeah, and um, so I think that backstage Bullshit. heat, and and from uh, and from more sources that I'm hearing that the backstage heat was it was not necessarily a heat as far as an argument. It was just an argument that people are taking to a next level on it. Um. There are saying that they are not friends no longer because, and 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 if that's the reason, it's a stupid reason because um, um, Becky had caught a promo on her a couple of years ago calling Charlotte Flair um plastic, 
and that's what I heard pit, about that. Yeah, yeah, and and pissed off on um, Charlotte Flair, and then um, at the moment now, Becky's getting more money than Charlotte Flair. Like she over, like no one was touching Charlotte Flair. She was like only the one of the only females in the million dollars a year uh, on contracts, and then Becky slowly crept up on her on that. And Damn. and but but from what also the reason why is because she had a better agent where. From what what the story reads is when they when they were starting the women's re, uh, 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 evolution, um, they were all getting I think two hundred fifty thousand a year. Charlotte moved up because um, she got the belt right away. Yeah, Sasha Banks moved up, pay raise right, and and then I think um, I think it was just those two because um, Bailey wasn't uh, on the main roster yet. And then Becky, Becky was the only one who was said, "I'm good. I'll still keep the two fifty. So she was getting two fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand a year for up to like the last couple of years. And then when it was time to negotiate her contract, that's when she amped it up and said, "Listen, I was here. I did X amount of that. I deserve to have this. So that's what made. That's the main reason why she's making a little bit more than Charlotte Flair because she held out for a couple of years, and it's just." Like knowing your worth and redeeming all those points and catching up. So technically, Charlotte Flair still has more money. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's so dope on Becky's part for like her being smart and just waiting it out. And look, look how the look how she's reaping the benefits of it. Good yeah, yeah, her. it's it's a, it's a better it's a it's a better concept. Um, your opinion? Who do you think is a better wrestler, Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch? Oh, that's hard. I'll say Charlotte's better in the ring, but Becky's better on the mic. I would say the same thing. I, I, but I, I go ahead. I also heard that the reason, another reason why they're not as cool anymore is because basically around the same time Becky started dating Seth, and then um, Charlotte started dating Andrade, and that kind of put, pretty much put them in different circles. And now Becky has a kid and all that jazz, so yeah, I'm sure she probably would have less time to hang out with Charlotte. So that's another reason why like they're not as close as they used to be. I remember Charlotte said that on Renee Young's podcast at the SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, but yeah, I would. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go, on. go ahead. But yeah, even before the segment happened on, on that SmackDown a few weeks ago, I was reading stories, hearing about how people behind the scenes at SmackDown weren't happy with the switch of Charlotte and Becky because everybody likes Becky and Charlotte's like not very popular backstage. And like now she's becoming more difficult to work with and becoming an asshole. And like none of the other girls want to work with her anymore. So like, yeah, those started, those stories just started blowing up out of nowhere. Like yeah, around that, um, that I, I've heard that um, from my sources where it says that um, she'd be yelling at them in the ring to get it together, do it better, blah, 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 this and that. So that Nia Jax thing could have, that's probably something that really happened. Like Nia Jax probably was like, you know, screw you, you know? Yeah, I was, I was going to mention that like, I even sent you that meme a couple of months ago saying Charlotte Flair gives no fucks anymore. Where like she flipped yeah. off the fans at Money in the Bank and then had the issue with um, Nia Jackson and had the issue with Becky on SmackDown a few weeks ago. So yeah, it's, I'll, I'll say that I feel like so, she's been different ever since she came back from the operation last year. Or was it this year? Like, remember, like, remember she left like in the middle of last year after she was NXT champion. She like left for six months and then she came back and was Oscar's tag team partner. Yeah, I remember that. I I I I got the vibe like when she, she the whole WrestleMania thing didn't happen and she was supposed to take on, um, 
keep forgetting her name. That's yeah. what, Lacey Evans. L- Lacey Evans. That's why you don't go off and get go get pregnant because you ain't no Becky Lynch because your name gets forgotten. You was about to get a push and then you decided to go have a baby and that's why you're forgotten. I can't Whoa. remember your name. Whoa. That's all good that you would have gotten the title, but let's be honest. That, but let's be honest. That, that storyline was ridiculous. That shit drove Ric Flair out of the company. What was that? But let's be honest, that storyline was ridiculous where like she was like getting with Ric Flair and they had like an Adam Nicole Smith and her old husband type deal going on. Well, well, okay. First of all, with that storyline, before her even getting pregnant, it was she said it. It's not me trying to get with with Flair. I'm getting with him for his expertise. I wasn't trying to hook up with him. I'm just trying to learn from him. And and I thought was horrible. Okay, listen. I thought Ric Flair managing her, I liked it. I liked her manage, managing because, because, no, no, why? Because it wasn't the same old Ric Flair and his daughter, blah, blah, blah. It's Ric Flair using value, and now he's managing the women's talent and all like that. I thought she was getting better, Lacey Evans, when Ric Flair came along. Remember what, the, what, what WrestleMania was going to be? It was going to be Flair, uh, um, Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans for the title. Yeah, because um, Lacey Evans was supposed to be Oscar before WrestleMania. They were gonna do it that way. That's why when Charlotte got eliminated from the World Rumble, I'm gonna be. I was like, yeah, they're gonna put her in the title match at Mania anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. And and then, but that's when I saw the change in Flair when she came back. Remember, there was a rumor that she was pregnant. Yeah, that, and not to mention the way they were treating Andrade before he left, like how they were not, they didn't use him for like six months. Yeah, so when she came she out. probably and, pissed off about that too. Yeah, so when she came out, she cut off that fuck you promo. She was like, I got kicked out of WrestleMania for something that was out of my control because of a, of a lie they made up about me. She didn't say the whole pregnancy, but she was hinting on that. So I think that's right there. And th- let me tell you something. If this is her out of character and I don't give a fuck attitude, I thought it was a whole character thing and maybe a little bit pissed off because of Andrade and maybe Flair, Ric Flair and all. But I'm like, damn, I li- I'm liking this new Flair. So so if you call it pissed off, I call it gold. And, and it goes back to saying if it's her just doing her own thing, then it shows you that if you let these wrestlers do their thing, you might get gold out of it. I mean... Uh, are you? I mean, do, do you like Charlotte Flair any less, more, or the same? I like her. I, I like her about the same, but I will say, like, if, if she is like being an asshole backstage and being hard to work with, that's. Not oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Actually, I'm, I can't condone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, but at the same time, two things I have to say about that. I don't know. I'm not backstage. I'm not condoning disrespecting your coworkers and all. Um, and even Molly Holly, I heard she was being an asshole too, because like oh, Molly yeah. Holly apparently was the agent. For that segment with Charlotte and Becky, and supposedly she was being an asshole to her all day. Well, may- maybe she's trying to get you fired at ass- the same time. How are you going to be an asshole to Molly Holly of all people? She's like the nicest lady in the world. <laughs> she's probably trying to get fired. <laughs> it's possible. Hey, Very possible. She, she's trying to get fired. Vince McMahon is trying to run his company out of business. He's trying to destroy his own company. You know, these these powerful people, you know, no one's going to end my career but me. <laughs> What's that Dave Chappelle's getting? Ain't nobody going to have sex with my sister but me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I heard she, like, disrespected Vince after that argument with um, Becky. How she, she, like, just walked away from Gorilla and didn't say anything to him and didn't acknowledge him. Yeah, but also, you know, also rumors is just what it is. Rumors, you know what's true now. Yeah, because, that's true. I also... But these... 
These sources are reliable. These sources have gotten it right before, like Ringside News. They're very reliable. Yeah, and I also source. I also heard that she they cut her from live shows and she wasn't gonna appear on SmackDown. Nah, media, Me, media appearances. They cut her from media appearances. Oh, because I heard she wasn't gonna be on SmackDown, and then the opening segment was her on SmackDown. <laughs> so, that was a good promo, though. She cut a good promo. I will yeah, say that. I, I think I think I think her promos are getting better. Like I said, it's it sounds real, and it's and it's and it, even if it is real. That's when it goes back to saying let these people do their thing. I'm sure no one writes for Paul Heyman. Hell no. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's like get and Oh shit. Oh shit. Did you see Caleb Braxton dressed up as him for Halloween? No, I did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, those two were hilarious together. Like he called a random like a Jersey girl, like at the Madison Square Garden show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh just moving forward, um the next up is um Lucha Underground. I heard Kaliso appeared on on AEW. AEW, yeah. Him and his boy, him and this other dude wrestled um FDR. They they lost. It was a solid. It was solid, but they lost. They actually had a standoff between Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard after the match, which was pretty dope. Who's that? FTR? Not Arn Anderson. FDR's manager is Tully Blanchard. Yeah, I know. But you saying they had a stand on Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard? They like they they like the modern day version of TR, T, T, FTR. I yeah, mean, the modern day version of them, the bra- brain busters. Brain busters. Yeah. But Arn Anderson came out with the Lucha Bros, or was it Cody? Or was it I was either Cody or the Lucha Bros? And I and Arn Anderson came out with them, and then Arn Anderson got in Tully's face, and they they faced off briefly. Oh, okay. Um. So what what are you what is your opinion on releasing L- Lucha Underground? Lucha Underground. You mean Kalisto? No, they they eliminated uh Lucha House Party. Sorry. <laughs> that was month. That was months ago, though. They got released months ago. That's why he was on AEW on Thursday. On no, he got. But Lucha House Party was still there. The other two, remember, there was three of them. They released. Grand Metalika. Grand Metalika released, but he asked for his release. Oh, this Lucha House Party. I don't know. It's, I'm getting confused. I Kalisto. I'm reading here. It's, it says Lucha House Party. Oh, member. Oh, member. Uh, Lance. Uh, Lance. Whatever. The other one. So all three of them are gone. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't really know their names by heart other than Kalisto's. Yeah, but there's certain people I can understand why they released because you didn't see him on TV for months. Yeah. Uh, With them is, yeah, because you didn't see him on TV months, but I I think that they were a great talent. I just think they get, they were, were, um, even the Lucha, Lucha, I mean, it it made the people go crazy, even though it was kind of somewhat insulting, you know, but... And, and the, the people loved it. I think that they didn't give them a chance. Like, I think they could have done great, had great matches with New Day, great matches with the Usos. They could have done a lot, but you just... Bro, what what kind of name is Lucha House Party? What the fuck but, kind of name but, is but again, Lucha House Party? But again, that's why they were doomed from the the, the jump. You know, um, Jim Cornette says all the time, does, does it pass the name test? I wonder how Triple H is feeling about all these releases. Yeah, yeah did, because oh, they, they you butchered know? the shit. Because the NXT that he built, the NXT that he put his blood, sweat, and tears into, they pretty much butchered the shit out of it in the last three months. Were you the one who sent me that? Or did I see that on Twitter where they were saying that... Um, yeah, yeah, cause I think it was on Twitter because tri- Triple H was trending. They were basically saying that, you know, um, I wonder how he feels because all these stars that he was building up are no longer there. Yeah, like it's pretty much, 
yeah, you could pretty much say that like Vince McMahon is like putting him in the doghouse, like pushing him to the wayside with the shit he's been doing the last year or so with the NXT stuff. I'm I'm gonna still say it. I told you this before. I know it was on the last episode or through DM. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. Don't don't cancel me. <laughs> or maybe I don't care. Anyway, Triple H is cheating on Stephanie McMahon. They're gonna get a divorce. I mean, why are they punishing the hell out of Triple H? Because it seems like he's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect, ladies and gentlemen. I was just joking, but then I'm I'm just confused. I'm not understanding. It seems like they are trying to diminish everything Triple H has built and done. Go ahead. I think a big part of it might be because of the fact that NXT couldn't beat AEW in the ratings when they were going against each other in the ratings for a year and a half. The fact that um, he couldn't stop N- um, AEW from building an audience and getting stronger, I guess Vince took it personally is in the sense that Triple H is a failure and Triple H doesn't have what it takes. So I guess now we're seeing what we're seeing now, perhaps. Uh, I mean, if that's the reason, then I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Vince McMahon, but I mean, NXT has always been, you know, the... It's not raw SmackDown. I mean, what 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 are you gonna say when 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 um when when not when or if or maybe or whatever the case is AEW beats your your flagship show Raw? Who are you gonna blame that? That on? could happen. That could very easily happen. Okay, but then who do you blame now? Are you gonna are you gonna do Raw two point you gonna make it all colorful? That's basically, that's basically <laughs> what NXT is now. I NXT know that's the joke I'm saying. If AEW beats Monday Night Raw, is it gonna change and call Raw 2.0 with colors everywhere? <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna be able to blame the Monday Night Football games anymore, or those the Major League Baseball playoffs, or the NBA playoffs, or the NHL playoffs, but or the Dodgers show. I heard, show, I heard, but I heard or the eight. reruns of The Sopranos. He can't. Yeah, like he has to come to a point where he has to say. Wait a minute. Maybe it's something that I'm doing that's not right. I heard AEW um, Dynamite did the lowest rating, uh, I believe, last week. It probably possibly did, but yo, even if they are like maybe not doing the highest ratings. I mean, they would have five hundred thousand. Are you talking about Dynamite? Or are you talking about Rampage? Rampage? Is no, no, like Dynamite. I was listening to it. I think now. Now I'm not trying to diminish anything. I think it's because. Um, I think Dynamite had to move to Saturday because of a a, a, a a hockey game or something like that. Yeah. Oh no. Two Saturday. There was like a two Saturdays in a row period where it was on Saturday night because of the. I think it was either the MLB playoffs or yeah or hockey games. Yeah, it was probably the, yeah hockey games. Yeah, and hockey. and it, it went from yeah the the first week it I, was the first week it was on Saturday it was at seven hundred thousand and then the second the the following week was at five hundred thousand. And all fairness, yeah, possible. yeah, but all Saturday fairness, night, Saturday yeah. night's not a good night for wrestling, bro. Yeah. That's not. A I good mean, night. even it's Friday night is not a good time for wrestling. Even at eight o'clock or ten o'clock, it's like I like the Thursday feeling. All you know, Friday, I'm I'm trying to get go out, like you know. Yeah, Friday, I'm trying to either go out or watching basketball games, but whatever yeah, they have wrestling know. on. Um, but to each his own. I mean, I'm not gonna knock them for that because that's not their 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 legit time and all. I mean, look at WWE SmackDown went to FS1 and and from 2 million to what 700,000 and all. So, yo, and how and how whack was SmackDown last week? How whack how, other than the Charlotte Sasha and Chatsy Blackheart stuff? How whack was that SmackDown last week? And, and who wasn't on SmackDown last week? Roman Reigns. Roman <laughs> Reigns wasn't on there. Um so anyway, moving on to the next one, we have 
Frankie Monet. Yeah, Frankie Monet. The, That's the John wife. Morrison's wife. Yeah. yeah, John Morrison's wife. And she just came from Impact. Yeah, it's too bad, man. She was a decent, she was a solid character on NXT. I didn't get to see a lot of her, but the little I saw of her, she was good. I mean, she could have stayed still. She could have either stayed in NXT a little longer or whatever. They could have put her on the main roster and had her join forces with Morrison. Because apparently her, they were like good on screen together, like in Lucha Underground. Do you think that um, slowly crepping that John Morrison might be next? I hope not, man. That Johnny Drip Drip stuff is pretty cool, actually. Well, he got rid of it. Oh, for real? Yeah, you don't see that he's not doing that anymore. I don't see him on TV, period, these he's days. He's doing the... Um, what do you call that when you you know you um you meditate? He's he's now finding that inner end, so that whole drip drip is gone. Mm, I guess we'll see. I have to see where. Well, I mean, he, well, here's the thing: you can't have your cake and eat it too. You guys talked about um, bro. Uh, um, what the uh, fuck is the what the fuck is the point of having cake if you can't eat it? Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that you guys didn't want the the kitty stuff, so they're eliminating the whole drip drip, which was the water spray gun. They got rid of Alexa um, Bliss's character. Next up is uh, Sammy. Uh, uh, what are they? Um, Ash, Ashley, Ash, whatever. Nikki Ash, Nikki Ash, Nikki Ash. Like that's next to go. You know? Yo, but but speaking of Charlotte, but speaking, let's get to Charlotte real fast. Yo, but that Rhea Ripley feud with Charlotte, I, I feel like Rhea Ripley didn't go any higher because of that. Yeah, um, I, I, what I would have done with that, and it, it won't be a popular um, decision with a lot of people, I would have never let any of them lose. I would always left it, like, wondering, and then you can save it for WrestleMania and then have a, a win. Rhea Ripley should have at least won one of those matches. I feel like her not even at least winning one of those matches. Well, she did technically win with a DQ and all. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Come on. I know, but that's where they're gonna go. But I, I would have saved it. I would have, I would have, um, that because that I, I liked the feud. I thought they were both awesome in the feud, and to the point they had a great match in Money in the Bank. That was one of the better matches on the show. Yeah, and then. I think they would have they would have tore down the um, tore down the house at SummerSlam, but they had um, Nikki Ash involved with it. But again, this is why, and that's what I believe why they had her involved, so um, Rhea Ripley wouldn't get beat. You know, they they let Charlotte beat Nikki Ash. So you would thought they would have. Uh, go ahead. All I know is is that they had um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair win titles at WrestleMania seven months ago. And look where they are at now. I'm not saying that they're buried. I'm not saying that they're that their careers are ruined, but they don't feel as hot and special as they did. Uh, well, I think this girl, um, Bianca, is still gonna be there. It's just that I think they really want, um, especially the feud is getting so high on Becky versus Charlotte and Survivor Series. I think they're just trying to get through Survivor Series where they can have the the um, head to head. Get that over with, and then get ready for Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season right now. Oh, don't forget about the New Year's pay per view. They still have a pay per view on. January yeah, I know, but I, I, it's it's. I'm sure they're probably gonna do what it takes since the new pay per view to make it good. But it will, come on, reality is after Survivor Series, we're waiting for the Rumble. Yeah, and, pretty much. And that, yeah, after Survivor Series, after Survivor Series, it's all about holiday movies and Christmas stuff. Oh, well, there you go. 
And um, so they're just gonna. I think they're just trying to not really cause look, 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 look who came up to um, Becky, which I don't mind, but I don't think obviously I don't see her losing the title to her. But it was Liv Morgan. She came up and and th- and this is my thing, right? I like Liv Morgan. I don't know if she's in the, in the level of a Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, Rhea, a Becky. I mean, uh, Bianca. I don't think she's on that level, but she has a chance to prove that she is. Because if they're going to have her feud with Becky, here's your shot to shine. You know, people love I feel you. like I feel like this could be the female version maybe of like Bret Hart against 123 Kid from 94. Like if they could do something like that, that would definitely do wonders for Liv Morgan. Well, that's what I'm saying. Here's your shot because they've been trying to push her. Remember, they've been trying to push her for years. They try to get her off the 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 Riot Squad. Riot they, squad. They, they gave her that some weird ass gimmick that she was she was dating um, Lana. Rusev. What? No, it was Lana. Oh yeah, but Rusev was involved in it too, and that was the end of his career in WWE. That was that was. I, 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 you know, I, I'm all for. Uh, um, I ain't gonna get into that. But anyway, I'm glad that they they didn't go through with it. It was one week thing, and that was it. And but they kept trying to build a build a builder, and they kept pushing back. Like again, like I said, she was supposed to win the money in the bank, and they went a different direction at all. I thought, I thought she should have won the the queen's crown. But I, I when I saw the list, I'm like, I prefer Selena. Cause come on, she's killing it as as the, the queen. Yeah, I thought Shayna Baszler, the person, was going to win the tournament, but now looking at it and seeing how well, like, Zelina's playing the character, I get it now. Like, the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown Tournament, it's more about the person who could play the King or Queen character yeah. the best. and you see how she's coming like, with the accent. She's doing the accent now, you see, which is like, yeah. it's, it's like a gift and a curse. She's doing good with the accent, but I don't want her to lose that New York accent that she has, you know? You know, she's my favorite, man. And, 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 and other lights and all. The, the, like, for instance, with her, she looks the part, facial-wise, great promo, great freaking heel, but her size kills her. When I see how small she is, I'm like, come on. You got to put a mask on her like, like Rey Mysterio and put her as a, as a face in order to, for me to believe that she can beat Charlotte Flair. You know, it's like, like look at Rey Mysterio. I love Rey Mysterio, but he's short. And if you take off the mask, he looks like a twelve-year-old boy. You can't have a twelve-year-old boy that's short. So he has. He's not, to, he doesn't look twelve. He looks fifteen. <laughs> but that's the point. Like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to expect a twelve or fifteen-year-old kid to beat Roman Reigns, or on or. Yo, he's been. A, he's a hey. He's a three-time world champion. Have some respect. Hey, I respect the hell out of uh, Rey Mysterio. But again, if he wasn't wearing that mask, he wouldn't have been a three-time champion. Doesn't matter. He Do, still has the ability in the or, basket and straight. Back. Or like a three and a half time champion, though, because that title he won and lost it in a couple of hours to John Cena. That would be two and a half then, because yeah, it was like a one hour title reign. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's funny. You know, speaking of Zelina, you know who's a tag team in AEW right now? Who's that? Alistair. I'm sorry, Malachi Black and oh, Andrade. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Interesting. Yeah. It's the it's um it's the war of WWE guys going up, uh, <laughs> but uh, then again, yeah, but it's crazy. I actually served Brandy Rhodes at work on Sunday. That shit was weird. That was weird or good or whatever. It was, well, not weird, but I was like surprised. I'm like, oh shit, that's Brandy Rhodes. Holy shit! Because I looked at her from afar. I'm like, yo, that's a pretty look. That's a good looking lady. And then when I got closer, I'm like, oh shit, it's Brandy Rhodes. But she was fine. She was nice and everything. And yeah, she was what it was. 
but yeah, yeah, she it's it was definitely like a different experience serving her, and also um, Jade Cargill, I served a month ago too, serving and, all the AEW chicks, AEW women. And the million dollar question is, <clears throat> how do they tip? They tip fine. They both tip fine. Um, Jade Cargill a little better, but they both tip fine. I had no complaints about them as tippers or as people. They they were pleasant enough to interact with. So how, how did did you approach as just being um, a worker, or did you let them know that you you're a fan of their work? I did not mention anything okay. about being a fan. Period. I just treated them as if I would treat anybody else who I was serving. Yeah, that's that's good. You know, don't make them. Yeah, feel I, a part of me kind of wanted to mention something, but I was like, you know what? I'm at work. I got to be professional. And even if I wasn't at work, I don't really like that whole thing of trying to get an autograph out of them or get a picture. Well, out I wasn't saying autograph. Just saying, no, I'm I'm a fan of you. I like that. Walking WWE, yeah. uh, but I'm, no, I'm in AEW. <laughs> I, I just don't like that approach. I just feel like when they're when they're at a restaurant and they're talking to like you know a significant other or a friend or a family member, I'm like, yo, they just want to show what they're show what their peoples and just you know not be bothered yeah. by their by their business life. So I'm like, you know, let's just just let them be, just let them do their own thing. Yeah. So um, next on the list, Amber Moon. Oh man. I was disappointed in this one. I really was disappointed in it. And she even put out a tweet after she found out the news saying. Um, all I can do is laugh right now. Yeah, I met her. She came to the to the um, to the to the gym, the school, whatever you want to call it. You know, cool people. Um, One of Booker T's students. Yeah. Um, you think because um, injury prone, she got injured twice. One 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 was a um, almost a life threatened. Like her coming back was like a wow. Um, I, I don't know if it was that. I guess maybe they didn't see like her being a main eventer, or like maybe they just didn't get her character or something. But but she had some damn good matches, man. She was damn good in the ring, and yeah, it's a big disappointment that they let her go. She could have definitely been a part of that roster. Yeah, I'm a fifty-fifty on her. Um, what I, what I saw was good. Um, I could see, understand why they 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 would take her off, but. If out of everyone I saw here, I would put her on the list with the the Keith Lee that I would have kept her. Um, I don't. I, I but I, I also didn't see much of her when she went back to NXT. Um, she had a great look. Um, her 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 entrance, her ring style, um, everything. She she screamed star. But um, I don't know what happened when she came back from injury. How that all played out, but you know it's a fifty fifty. You know. Uh, it, it's not disappointing that she left, but I wouldn't be mad at them if they kept her. So I, I'm gonna throw that in, up in the air. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Fortunately, nothing, right? Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, not much you can do at this point. But hopefully, she lands on her feet soon. And yeah, I just hope all of these people that got released just land on their feet soon. Whether they end up at another wrestling company or they end up just not even working in wrestling again, period, and find another profession. Who do you think AEW should pick up? I could or, Keith Lee, definitely. Keith Lee and Mia Yim, they should pick up for sure. Keith Lee and who? Mia Yim, they should pick them both up for sure. Okay. Or the other question was, or should they pick up anyone? Or do you think they're overflowing with um, talent? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing I've been thinking about lately. Like, be a problem that could come back to bite them in a couple years. Your opinion. Who I think I talked to. 
because I think I talked about on the show a few weeks ago, Brian Cage's wife like put out yeah. a video like bitching about the fact that they're not using Brian Cage to his full potential and not really doing much with him right now. So that's like one of those potential dudes from AEW that you could see jumping ship to WWE in a couple of years. That you could see like a a whole group of talent from AEW doing that in years to come. Um, MJF, Hangman Adam Page, you, ne- you never know. It's very We don't know what could happen three, four years from now. Anything's possible. Quick question, in your opinion, who should lose first? CM Punk or Daniel Bryan in AEW? Oh, sorry, Bryan Dan- Danielson. Brian Danielson will probably more than likely happen to Brian Danielson first. With CM Punk, I feel like they're taking their time with him. Like, he doesn't need to rush into the main event championship picture right now. He just needs to, you know, just do his own thing, get his footing back. He hasn't wrestled in seven years. Just let him, you know, take his time. How do you think he's doing performance-wise? Because, I mean, the matches that at least that I'm seeing, it's really no-name people he's wrestling besides Derby Allen. Yeah, that Darby Allen match was great. The match they had it um, all out, yo, that was a damn good match. The other matches he's been having have been fine, but I have, but admittedly, I can't say like they're my favorite matches per se, or, like the ones that like really maybe jump up and down. Did you hear the um, what Eric Bischoff had to say about his comments about the them about being Hulk Hogan? Well, I didn't hear that. I don't know about that. I, just him saying that. Um, him and Daniel Brian Danielson coming to AW is bigger than the NWO. I don't know if I would say all that. That's maybe that's a little bit of a touchy one. And I lived through the whole NWO era. You obviously you did too. And I mean, as great as it is that they've shown up to AW and as big of a difference as they're making, I don't think I could compare it to that. Yeah, and that's what Eric Bischoff had the the problem with. You know, he was like, "Stay in your place, man." Uh, yeah, Eric Bischoff was getting on Tony Khan for, you know, kind of like bragging about like how he's taking it to WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, because a lot of people, you know, and, and then we we'll go back to, the, to our last um, podcast um, episode where it was like, is it really competition? I mean, I, I still don't agree with it. And, 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 I, and I don't think Tony Khan even agrees with it, too. I think he's having fun with it. It's like... Uh, um, pun for pun, let's just, you know, I'm going to clown on the situation because if you really want to go head-to-head, you know, what do you do? You go on the same time and, and, and uh, day and time to go head-to-head. That's going head-to-head. It's just, you know, he's probably just having fun with it because the whole WCW, WWE time, um, I still believe they're not in the same league. Um, not not knocking AEW whatsoever. It's just that, you know, you can have a better year than than – then WWE. It goes back to what I, I, I said it already. It's like you can have, the, you can come out and have the your first album could do ten times better than Beyonce's first album. And you're not Beyonce because your first album could be, do a great success, but then you fall off, and the next albums and all you, you you become a nobody. Beyonce is a brand like you can't override her. You know what I'm saying? You can go up there and be as successful as her, but it takes years and decades. She's been out since the '90s. Jay Z's been out since, since the '90s. They, these are these are people that like saying I'm better than Michael Jackson. It can't be done. You could be as great as Michael Jackson, but he's on another pedestal. Like besides the music, everything else he's done outside of the music takes him. And to- also, and also putting that label on it, saying that you're better than Michael Jackson, that you're better than Beyonce, and yeah, like putting raising those standards that high, it's almost impossible to live up to them. Yeah, and it's like you know. Being better than Michael Jordan is, 
you can sit there and say my goal in life is to be better than Michael Jordan because my goal in life is to be a professional wrestler is, okay, who's the best? Okay, we had a Hogan. We had Stone Cold. We had The Rock. We had um, John, John Cena, Cena. And now we got Roman Reigns. Okay, why are they the best? And then come out and try to mimic that, not as far as being who they are, not being the stunner as their move, you know, or the rock bottom um, doing these moves, but why were they so great? And try to get a piece of that and then find a way to take it to the next level. John Cena, to me, was a perfect example of that. He found out how to communicate with the crowd, just like everybody else, but he did his own twist, a completely different with the whole rap thing. Uh, as far as what The Rock did and, and what Stone Cold did and all like that. So kudos to John Cena for that and all. Um, uh, Roman Reigns is somewhat similar but different from what A Rock and Stone Cold is because he's not the scary bad guy who runs away from a fight. And where I do get a lot of complaints from people about that, that, that – Likes, likes Roman Reigns, but they want to go back to the heelish ways where the heel, the heel always run out of, instead of standing up to fight and, and saying he's great, he's always just running away. Uh, I like it. I dig it. I, 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 I like Roman Reigns' character to the fullest and all, to the point that he's going to get cheered one day, and it's, it's slowly already happening. He and he's gonna, that's, he when, that's when he's going take it, to take, take it to the moon, just like with the rock. And I always believe in order to make a great talent they had to be a heel first hogan was a heel yeah of course hogan was a heel Stone first Cold. austin was a heel first rock was a heel first macho man was a heel first bret hart you know yeah the Hart foundation were a lot of people forget the Hart foundation were bad guys initially in wwe before they turned babyface. yeah so sean michaels sean michaels when he was with diesel and when he was with sherry well sean michaels Shawn Michaels was a face when he came in with the Rockers, but he made yeah, a name. But yeah, as a but solo, yeah, as yeah. A solo actor, yeah. As a solo when he actor. made his name, when he kicked Marty Jannetty and threw him through the glass, that what made him. So yes, I would give that because even the Rock. I mean, the Rock was a, a face when he first came in until he turned a heel, and that's what made him something. So you, happens all the time. For some reason, people like when you talk shit about them. They love you more for that. Some reason, in this bizarre world that we live in, people like when you talk shit about them and all. So yeah, I'm trying to think of some other examples of like people. Even Piper, yeah, Piper was a heel, then he turned babyface too. Yeah, a lot of people forget that Piper's heel run, for as notable as it was, it only lasted like what two years, like from '84 to '86. Well, I mean. Probably from what we know, because I mean, and WWE though, and WWE lasted from '84 to '86. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it goes a long way, you know. And I think that this, uh, I wouldn't say I can't even say that now because they let him go, Keith Lee. I would have thought that's probably what they were trying to do with him. Um, I I would have I would have I would have thought I like I like the new character Damian Priest, you know. I and, and I was like, oh shit, like Damian like Priest. How was that? I'm not saying I don't think they maybe needed to change his theme music per se, but whatever. I still like him. He's still doing work. I, he's being more aggressive, and and it, it's funny the name Damien Priest. Damien is the devil's name, and Priest is symbolized with, with God. So you see, have you seen the entrance where it splits? 
yeah, I have seen it. I mean, I, I, I like, I, I like all fans. I liked when he did the whole boat thing, and boom, his light came in fire. But I like this whole. It's like a, it's like the Jacqueline High type of thing. I wish he would have kept the beard because the beard made him look more rugged. Like not, not even a full beard, but the way the way he had it the week before. And then when he cleaned himself up, it was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Hold up, I'll be back in two seconds. Hold on one second. All right. It's another exclusive, only from DJ47. Yeah, buddy, you know what time it is. <laughs> it's going to be the first edition of the One Shot Deal <laughs> Trivia. You know. With your host, DJ47, and uh, yeah, we're going to test Kurt on his wrestling trivia. So, as he returns, Yeah, but I see, I, I see Damian Priest definitely winning the title within the, the next two years, for sure. The world title? Yeah, it could happen, definitely. Definitely could happen. If they don't fire him before that because he's too old. Or too Puerto Rican for their taste. <laughs> That makes me nervous. They would, they, would, they, they would come up with some excuse like that. And but yo, let's um, let's give our best wishes to John Moxley real fast. He just entered like a oh, yeah. alcohol treatment yes. program the other day. Yes. Um, um, shocking, and it's shocking, and also it's what's the right word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, it's I get it. <laughs> I the way he's been acting, I, it makes it. And now, no disrespect, no disrespect. I don't want anyone to take that I'm taking it in the disrespect. But um, I'm glad that he's getting help and he acknowledged that to get help and all. But it maybe explains some of his actions that I've seen. And he looked like he was getting out of shit. It, he, he looked, he looked like the times I've seen him, he looked like a mess. Even though he comes in and looks professional, it it, it looked a little. You know, I, and I, and I've seen it. I've seen plenty of people in that situation, to, so I could see it from far. So, uh, yeah, I mean, some of his promos lately have been like a little weird, like a little different. Where like I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, why is he saying these things? Like he mentioned like his daughter, like in a promo about like how she cries at night or something along those lines. And I thought it was a good promo, but I kind of felt like it was like weird that he was bringing those things up. I don't know if that like his issues with alcohol were like, contributing factors to that, but. It always is. I mean, maybe not that moment of time that he he's probably not drinking at that moment of time, but it all comes to effect. And what I, think, I do, go ahead. I do know that um, he had like a you know troubled childhood and had like a sketchy past and things along those lines. So that stuff could probably contribute to like him drinking a lot. That's possible that he might drink a lot because of that. Well, it, I mean, I'm not here to judge. Um, I well, I'm not judging him either. No, 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 no. I, I smoke weed all the time. I can't. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not calling you out for judging him. I'm just, just before I say my next statement. I'm just saying I'm not here to judge, <laughs> and I, I can only respect people for acknowledging it and and, and want to get the help that they possibly can and all, and for the people to stick by him. And I respect Renee Young um, because of the fact is, I, I never heard him mention anything about it not even a hint and i mean i didn't get i don't really follow her as much as i used to whatever the case is but it was a hush hush and i think i could respect that from AEW because the same thing with um brody lee um they they, they can you hear anything about it yeah like they can keep their personal business 
on the low, and I, and, I, and, I, and I do respect that, you know. If they want it to be told their story, they'll, they'll tell the story, and then you then you can go off and, and have your opinion if you choose that. But, you know, um, much respect, you know, get well, get back soon, and, I mean, don't do anything to jeopardize your, your, your happiness and your health, and that's uh, John Moxley, you know. Yeah, I like the, punk, the promo that Punk cut about it the other night saying, um, how he wanted the people to chant John Moxley's name, and then when he chanted his name, he said to himself, "Yo, like I could hear you guys cheering his name all night because he really needs our support right now." And I understand where he's coming from in the sense of like needing, pretending to always feel like you're okay when you're really not, and like needing to take a break, but you end up not taking a break. And I don't want people to criticize him for what he what he's doing right now because I'm damn proud of him. And he basically said. If there's anybody out there who needs help, go ahead and ask for it. Like, whether you have to text somebody, call somebody, whatever. It may be the hardest thing you ever do, but it'll be the most courageous thing you ever do. And, you know, I fucks with that energy. Yeah, I, I definitely do, too. Um, I never looked at people's past, only what, what, what their present and their future is bringing. And if you feel like, you know, you need to get better and, I mean, asking for help or not asking for help, just going out there and trying to be better. I'm always saying I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday, you know, and I'm not going to knock anyone for that. You know, just because I don't have that advice doesn't mean that I got to knock someone who does. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I could see maybe in his perspective, like I know he has a daughter now, so I could see maybe from his point of view that, yo, I have a kid now. I need to really, you know, fix this issue and not make let it become a problem later on. So let me nip this, nip this in the bud right now. And, yeah, I could definitely see that from his perspective. That's how we looked at it. Yes, sir. But yeah, really. But like you said, I hope he gets better soon. I hope he gets on his feet. I hope he gets control over this issue, and I hope it just doesn't get the better of him, like we've seen it happen to so many others in the past. Yeah, shout out to John Moxley, man. Get better, get well soon. Yeah, because we watch shows like Shameless, among other things, and watching documentaries, and you see like what you, you know, alcoholism and that, that those kind of issues can like really do to somebody, to somebody, and not only that somebody themselves, but also the people around them. Yeah. So. Moving it along, like I said, while we'll be in the inter intermission, and it goes a little sunlight. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's your boy DJ47, and this is our first one shot deal trivia. I've been waiting to do this for months, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, let's oh, put, bring it on. Bring it on, bro. Bring, You're talking yeah. to the champ. You're talking to the champion of the world. I just need a belt and a I bought this WWE. Oh, this is a stack full of stuff, so we know we're not going to do it all in one day. You know, So we have something to add to our repertoire, right? And, you know, I bought it because I go to a, oh, just bring it, right? You know, uh, I bought it because, you know, I go, I train at the Devon Dugley Academy, and there's a bunch of wrestlers there, so I figured... You know, let's quiz them, see how much they know that they're, they're, they're wrestling. And my arrogance is that since I'm the oldest person there besides Devon and the other coach and all, shout out to Dan Carr, uh, the, the the creator of the American Gladiators, I feel like... Oh, for real? Yeah. The creator of American Gladiators yes. back in the day? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then, um, I've always loved the Family Members episode they did when they were on American Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. That shit was mad funny. Yeah, they're trying to bring it back. Um, he's working on that as we speak. Wasn't Hogan like a host of it one season? Yeah, that's a whole other story. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, 
I, I want to be arrogant since I'm the old guy there. A lot of these questions, I should know it more than them. Because think about it. This, this is the funny. Before we start the question, here's the funny thing about it is. A lot of them was like 20 years old, right? If you subtract 20 from 10 years ago, how old were they? Subtract 20 from 10 years ago? Simple math, man. They're 10. Exactly. So, and two, and so... 10 years old, that would be the year 2011, 11, 2010, 2011. around that time, right? So as I grew up watching, mm, yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, the Hart Foundation, Hogan, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Rider, Roberts, Tito Santana, and so on and so on, they wasn't even born yet. No, they were not. When, when it got to- Oh, their parents were probably still in high school. Probably, right? Um, and then as I grew older, and then it got into a weird stage with all these gimmick um, guys in the early 90s and all, but then Brett was coming up and Shawn Michaels was coming up. Still, Razor Diesel. Yeah. Then it got stronger with the Attitude Era, and they went to war head-to-head -head with WCW Nitro. They had the NWO on one side, and the other side they had Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, DX, you know, someone, Undertaker keep changing his form. And then... We revealed, oh, I can't say that because it's part of the questions here. So we'll move forward. They maybe was alive. Yeah, no, they wasn't even alive yet. Because if it's, they're 20 now, they probably was born in the year 2000. So 2000 when The Rock was slowly moving into Hollywood. Uh, 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 um, Stone Cold had to retire. Triple H. Was he wasn't retired yet. He was, he was just out with a neck injury. He wasn't retired yet. 2000, yeah, that's right, yeah. But he was almost there, what, 2002 or something like that he retired? In, 2003, he retired at the yeah. end of WrestleMania 19. So now they're starting to be born. You know, they're getting, you know, fed, breastfed, you know, changing diapers and so on. And while that's happening, here comes the merge of John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and so on. Now they're, you know, getting older. Maybe you know, uh, they're, they're starting to know who they are, like how I knew Hogan and Savage. Now they're getting to fight if they're watching at the time. And then when they still get into it, they're probably 10 years old when John Cena is still there but somewhat fading away trying to get to Hollywood. But he was still there because the Rockingham did on 2012 and all. They didn't see Oh, it's about to be 10 years. It's about to be 10 years since that WrestleMania. In a yeah, few next months. year, next year. Um Holy shit. Maybe that's why they're trying to bring The Rock back. <laughs> so I heard he might be at WrestleMania, but he's not going to be in a match because of his schedule, obviously. Yeah. So basically my whole point is I thought I can murder them on these quizzes and all because I know so much more than they know. Like If they know anything, they, they barely know John Cena. They don't know that The Rock. Some of them probably thought that The Rock was an actor turned wrestler came in once in the blue. They definitely sure don't know about the, the Shawn Michaels and Brad. I'm old. I get it. I'm old and shit. But anyway, they didn't really want to. They didn't really want to play the game because they didn't think they were up for the paw. Because when they looked at this, let, let's let, let's see where where's that before we get started. I just want to see where's that cover. Where's that cover? It's on the wrong side, huh? Oh, oh, wait. The box is here's the box. Look 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 what's in the box. It's like. Let's see Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, The Rock, Stone Cold, and John Cena. Yeah, um, so they're, they, they're come up as Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. They don't know about these people in their prime. 
That is a nice picture of Charlotte, though, I will say that. Yeah, you and your Charlotte. <laughs> All right, let's get into the first question. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Who was the higher power in the mystery of darkness? Vince McMahon, get the fuck out of here. So you're, you're, you're sticking with Vince McMahon, get the fuck out of here? That's your answer? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I'm in the dark here. I'm trying to look all cute in here, but in the dark, I'm trying to read this shit. Okay. Who threw in the towel for Bret Hart when he lost the WWE, well, WWF at the time, championship in a submission match to Bob Backlund in Survivor Series 1996? 1994, and it was Helen Hart. Yes, it's in the dark. It does say 1994, and it's dark, okay? Don't, don't mind me, man. My eyes are going bad. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah. And now, who was that? the first paper. It was Helen Hart. That was actually the first pay-per-view I ever watched live. That was the first one I watched live. Okay. You hear that? He's old too, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was eight years old at the time. I was yeah. eight years old. All right. Who defeated Jerry Lawler in a Kiss My um, Feet oh my match God. in King of the Rain 1995? Bret Hart. Bret freaking Hart, bro. All right. Who attacked as... What? Oh, okay. Who acted as the special guest referee for Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 20? Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Which heavy metal legend managed the British Bulldog at WrestleMania 2? Ozzy Osbourne. All right. This is the first batch of questions. That was the week after. That was the week after I was born too. Exactly one week after I was born. And the correct answer is. Mr. McMahon, Helen Hart, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Ozzy Osbourne. I just said Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I know. You got all of them correct. So those are like sophomore questions. I think that was the first page. You know, you know, you're getting all cocky. I got those right, too. Well, That I, was a crazy match, too. That match with the Bulldogs and, and um, Beefcake and Valentine and WrestleMania, too. Especially that ending, man. Well, you were kind of, yeah, well, you kind of wrong on the first answer because you said it was Vince McMahon, get the fuck out of here. You know, it was Vince McMahon, not get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying. You know, I know, I know. Judges, judges, the way we're ruling, does he get that? Does he get that one? Huh? What? what, what, what let's see. Does, does he? Let's see. Hold on. Do I still have this? Oh, damn. That was the wrong one. I'm just kidding. Serious. I'm just kidding. You get that say. one. Uh, I should have had that prepared and all. Okay, let's see. Let's go to the second one because that was so easy. Who was the first NXT champion? Seth Rollins. At WrestleMania 31. Seth Rollins. Come on now. Who hold the record for managing the most WWE tag team champions? At the time, it was Sonny. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Um, Captain Lou Albano. Captain Lou Albano. Booker T and Goldust once revealed which movie from the Rocks on Raw? Scorpion King. Scorpion King. All right. And the answers are Seth freaking Rollins, The Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, Seth freaking Rollins, Captain Lou Albano, and the Scorpion King. Hey, man. 
get one of them wrong. <laughs> I want to use I'll this try. body. Okay, <laughs> we're going to do one more round. Okay. And see where we go from here. And this will be the first edition of the One Shot Deal Trivia. This is fun. <laughs> Who made the WWE debut by coming up from under, under the ring in WWE St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Big Show, known at the time as Paul White, his real name. Which Jersey Shore cast member made her WWE debut at WrestleMania 25, 27? Snooki. Stephanie McMahon defe defeated which WWE superstar at SummerSlam 2014? Rebella, come on. Who did Brock Lesnar F5 on Raw when he returned on April 2020? I mean, 2012. John Cena. Who are the three faces of Foley? Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Dude Love. The correct answers are Big Show, Nicole Snooky, Brie Bella, John Cena, and the final was Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Dude Love. These are sophomore questions right now. But we'll get into more next week when they get deeper. Okay. And then they ask for not only names, but dates. Let's see how well, oh, oh, how well oh, oh, we can oh. do that. Give me one round. Give me one right now. Just give me one right now as a sample. Fuck it. I'll take one right now as a sample. I love dates. He wants to date one lady. Look at this arrogant, yeah, cocky guy over bring here. On See now, now, now. Let me ask you a question before, while I try to find a date. Um, you, you, you're kind of arrogant right now, cocky, because you know your shit, correct? Yeah, that, and I just like trivia. Yeah, so, trivia so, so, fun. so. My my thing is, I'm not mad at that. I like I like people, you know, who are arrogant, especially if they know they they're good at what they do, right? So, should you be upset at yourself for for knowing your shit? Hell no! For being good at what you do. For being good at what you do. Ninety four. What the fuck would I be mad at myself? So for? why are people mad at Charlotte Fair for telling people how good she is? I never said I was mad at her. No, I, I didn't say you were. I'm saying people. The girl is good. Yeah, she should not disrespect people backstage or people who's beneath her. But people is beneath her. She's one of the greatest. Let her be arrogant. Yeah, she, she is. She is one of the greatest. I will not deny that. And as we end this episode right here, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of DJ47 alongside. Her cadet, the, v the vegan you believe in in the flesh as always. I got my podcast, Spark It Up, as well as my podcast, Clash of Champions. You can listen to anytime on SoundCloud and also Spotify. If you always check them out, if you ever want to hear my thoughts on wrestling, real life events, and everything else in between, you can find me anytime, anywhere. And that's what it is. And we out this mother. <coughs> Till next one. Uno. Ah, oh, you could say the damn word. <laughs> that's my thing. Thank, thank. Okay. <laughs>